my name is Chad Reinbold, for anyone that doesn't know me. Um, my wife, Maria, and I have been attending Grace uh, Community Church for about 21 years now. Uh, we have three children. We've been married going on 28 years. Uh, we've got a Christian. Uh, she's 25. She's sitting right there with her husband, Chet. And then we've got CJ. He's 21, and he's sitting there with his wife, Gwen. And we've got Faith, who's uh, 16. Um, Maria and I have... Uh, gosh, ever since we started going to Grace, we've been participating in um, just about anything that we can. I think we, we taught Kids Jam for about 10 years. Uh, we taught the middle school for a little while. We, um, are, I participate um, with the Wednesday Velocity, and I have for about 16 or 17 years, and Maria has for, for years now, too. Um, our son CJ does the sound uh, next door. I play the drums. And now I do missions and outreach. Uh, I was also a board member for about three or four years. So uh, we, we participate in, in just about everything. Um, but I'm going to go back to the beginning. I'm going to make this as short and as sweet as possible. Um, I was born in Wisconsin. There we go. And, of course, I was born about an hour south of Green Bay, so that automatically makes me a Green Bay Packer fan. Um, and up until a couple years ago, I wore Green Bay every single day. Every, I've got Green Bay anything and everything. Um, our, we own an IT company, and our office is Green Bay everything. I've got a six-foot Green Bay symbol painted on the wall. I own stock in the Packers. Um, but I haven't watched them or worn anything Green Bay in the last couple years because of our quarterback, so don't hold that against me. Um, anyways, I was, growing up in Wisconsin, it's pretty much, or at least I remember when I was younger, it was pretty much Catholic and Lutheran. I, I don't remember any other kind of church. Uh, so I was uh, born and raised Catholic. Uh, I went to the Catholic church until I was in my early 20s. Um, and I always questioned things, you know, I, I don't know if it was me just being curious or if I was just trying to be confrontational with some of the teachers that we had. But I did get kicked out of catechism on Wednesday night. I did on Sunday morning. They told me to be quiet and stop asking questions. Um, and the one time that I got kicked out on Wednesday night, I have to tell the truth about that one, um, I did beat up the teacher's son at school that day. So I think she was justified in kicking me out of class. But um, So I always knew that something wasn't right. Um, you know, and, and like I said, I, I would question everything. Um, why this? Why that? Uh, what does this mean? And I wasn't getting any of those answers. Um, but I think we all can agree that millions and millions of people today believe that Jesus is not enough. And let me elaborate on that a little bit. Um, the true Jesus provides complete forgiveness of sins. And the Jesus that I remember learning about, or at least the one that I interpreted, doesn't provide that, because that's why I needed the confessional box, and that's why I needed to go to purgatory. Um, but I think Jesus is enough. So fast forward what happened in my early 20s. Um, Marie and I were involved in a little organization called Amway. I'm sure that everyone's familiar with that. And we went to a lot of seminars. We went to a lot of meetings. Well, there was one that we went to, and it was a large seminar. It was in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, I believe. And it was in a hockey arena. 
Now, up until that point, Maria packed everything for me because if I had packed, it'd probably been like three pairs of socks, a shirt, and a toothbrush, and I would have forgotten everything else. Um, so she packed for me, but she packed, I guess, the, what she was comfortable with, so I had shorts and T-shirts, and we were in a hockey arena. I was freezing. So we had the seminar, and of course, at the end of every seminar, there's a church service on Sunday morning, anybody that stays behind. Well, about two or 3,000 people stayed behind. So there's a large church service, and we had Christian at the time. She was just a couple months old, and she was still breastfeeding. So we sat like up in the upper deck, and maybe an area you know, about like this, a little bit bigger, and it was just me and Maria and Christian. And uh, I'm sure everybody's familiar around here with the, the Baptist churches that have the altar call. Well, at the end of the service, it was a Baptist preacher, and he was doing an altar call. He had the quiet music playing, the lights were turned down, and he was quietly talking and telling everyone to close their eyes and raise their hand, you know, if, if this or that. And the way I was raised, I was like, I don't need to tell anybody that, you know. So I'm sitting there, I'm looking around, I'm like, gosh, these people are just crazy. Why are they all raising their hand telling everybody about what's going on? So Maria ended up having to take Christian out of the room to feed her, and so now I was the only one in that section. And he asked again, I mean, I don't know, this might have been the third, fourth time he asked that. And uh, up until that point, Maria and I had been married a couple years, and I, I mean, we were ha- I mean, we were happy, but I mean, I cussed all the time. I swore I cussed at her, I yelled, I punched a hole in the wall. I mean, I got mad at anything right away. Um, and Maria, she was a Christian. She knew that she was a Christian. She was raised that way. She went to Bible drills, everything like that. Well, that, that wasn't me. I just went to church, said a memorized prayer, and came home, and that was it, you know, for the week. Well, I tried going to a couple Baptist churches, and we tried going to Lutheran church and Presbyterian, because when we got married, we didn't want our kids to, you know, this Sunday they go to the Catholic church with dad, and that Sunday they go to the Baptist church with mom, and being taught different things and stuff like that, so we started looking around. Well, that brings me to the, um, to the arena, and so she went to feed Christian, and I was there all by myself, and he made another call. He said, you know, everyone close your eyes and raise your hand if there's something wrong, if, if you're not saved, if you don't know where you're going. And so again, you know, I'm, I'm looking around, and said, no one's looking at me. I guess I'll go ahead and try it. So I closed my eyes, and I raised my hand. Well, I was absolutely freezing. I had chills. I, I mean, like, I, I needed a jacket at that time. And the second I closed my eyes, all the cold went away. It was instant. It felt like someone took the warmest, thickest blanket, the most comfortable blanket that you can imagine, out of the dryer and wrapped it around me. And all the music, the preaching, all of it went away. I couldn't hear a thing. And the brightest white light that you can imagine was over my head, and it was like rays of sunshine that came around just around me, and I could see it plain as day. Everything that I had, every worry, everything like that was just gone instantly. And not being raised, you know, like that, I was like, what in the world is going on? You know, maybe I'm daydreaming or something like that. So I open up my eyes, and it's cold again. I've got chills. My arms are folded, and the preacher's still talking, you know, still asking people to raise their hands because he knows there's more people out there. And I closed my eyes again, and the same thing happened. The light was there. The warmth was there, and everything was gone. I, I, I mean, I can't describe it. I, I can feel it. Like, I know exactly what it feels like, but I couldn't even describe it. 
Um, so I sat there for a second, still trying to figure out what it was, and I opened my eyes, and the cold was back again. I figured I'd try it one more time because it just can't be real. So I closed my eyes, and there it was again. So I knew that that was the Holy Spirit talking to me. So I came back from the, the seminar, and I got baptized that week, and we started attending the Baptist church together. Um, and after a little while, we found Grace Community Church, um, and that's a whole other story. But we started attending uh, Grace Community Church, and that's you know, 21 years ago. Um, and up until that point, like I said, I, I was cussing, I was getting mad and, and stuff like that, and it was like instant. Um, I stopped cussing, um, stopped getting mad like that. Now, I, I know that I still do, and Maria will probably argue that I get mad too often. Um, but I guess I was thinking, is Jesus enough? Because being raised the way I was and trying all those different churches, I sat there and thought, you know, I needed to do more. I needed to be better. I, I, I. And um, I had a wrong focus. I was focusing on myself and not on God. And um, the, the thing that I had to get, get over with that is that um, I can't pray harder I can't say the prayer enough. I, I can't say a prayer like Pastor Mike does and, oh, okay, everything's going to be better because I, I said it right. There's no amount of, of any of that that I can do to make a difference at all because it's not me. It's, it's all from him, 100% of it. There's nothing I can do. Well, there's still distractions, and, and one of the things that takes our focus off in a negative way, and I know that everyone can agree with this, is social media. So selfies. I'm sure everybody's familiar with selfies, right? I need to take a picture of myself. I need to take a picture of myself with this person. I need to take a picture of myself doing this. I need to take a picture of myself going through this. Me, me, me. And I need to take a picture of me giving this out. I need to take a video of me doing something. Um, we went and we were helping the homeless under the Truman Bridge and we brought someone with us. This a couple years ago. And the lady would actually give something to someone and then she would go run and get her phone and come back and take the thing back and say, I want to take a video or pictures of me giving this to you. And then she would post it, and she would actually say, look at what I did. And that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. It's just a complete wrong focus. Um, see how much I donated. I know that they print these big checks and things like that, but you know, look at me. Look how much I gave. Look at who I gave it to. I'm going to post this. I'm going to make sure that everyone shares it and likes it and the likes. You know, I need to check that social media. I see so many people uh, in situations like they'll be in a concert. Um, they'll be at their kids' thing, and uh, i got to check social media. i got to make sure that there's likes or they're like, 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 like. They're liking it. Are you actually reading it and looking at it, and, or are you just going through like this, like this, like this? But all of that, to me, is based on self and so anytime that we put the focus on ourselves, we take the focus off of God. And that was, that was partially my mindset for a long time, even until recently. Um, there's, uh, I, I, would, I would think that we all can agree that Jesus is enough, right? Yeah. I, more than enough. Um, but 
then why do we need things like that, you know, to glorify ourselves? Why do we, why do we have to do that all the time? I think that our focus is wrong. Um, Matthew 6, 1 and 2. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets. To be honored by others, truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. So there's things on that previous slide. That's, their, that's the trumpets. That's the modern-day trumpets. So I've got to focus on me instead of God. Um, and I spent more and more time, even after that happened to me in my early 20s, I spent more and more time focusing on staying out of hell. What do I have to do to get into heaven? And again, that's the wrong focus. So I'm drawing a line in the sand, and I'm saying, okay, if this is heaven and this is hell, I, I, I can be right on the line. That's okay. I can be one step over into heaven. As long as I'm not on this one side, I'm good. But again, that's still the wrong focus. I need to take that line away, and I need to focus on God. What can I do to love God? What can I do to share God? If you had the cure for cancer, and I think this goes back to a lot of what Dr. Hiller was saying, if you had the cure for cancer... Who would you tell? Or would anybody keep it to yourself? You tell everybody. Well, what do we have? We have something far greater than that, and we keep it to ourselves. When we go to a, a baseball game or a football game or something like that, how loud do we cheer for our team? How often do we cheer that loud for God? Have we ever cheered that loud for God? So I'm going to cut it here, but I just want to say that for me, it, I think it was a focus thing. I, I had to focus on God completely. I didn't have to worry about the small details. I didn't have to worry about the things that I was doing. As long as my focus was completely on God, and as long as I loved God with everything that I am, my heart, mind, and soul, everything else fell into place. Thank you, Chad. We're going to wrap this up for you guys here in just a second. Um, th this series has been really cool. It's been really kind of fun uh, for us. And we appreciate those of you who are willing to share your time and share your lives with, with your, your fellow church member. It's, it's, it's cool that you've been able to do that. It's cool that you've been willing to do that. And again, we appreciate it. Before we wrap this series up, we got one more week, but we want to kind of we kind of want to highlight something first. Kind of want to offer you something. We're not we're we're not talking about necessarily uh, street preaching. Not not talking about going knocking on doors and 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 sharing Jesus with people. But we want to give you guys kind of a tool that that you've actually been seeing used uh, throughout this this series. And um, the, the idea here is that we want you also to be ready to tell your story. It, it's actually biblical to do so. If we were to turn to 1 Peter chapter 3 and read verse, verse, verse 15, it says this, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for your hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. That, that always be prepared to give an answer. 
always be, be prepared to give that answer for the reason for your hope. That is your story. That's that's not that's that's not evangelizing per se. That's just you talking about what God has done in your life, how your life has been different because of of Jesus's impact on it. That that's really all it is. And we want you guys to be able to use that. So here's what what's going to happen in your program. There are five questions. Those questions are the questions that everybody has used that you've seen up on, on this stage to deliver their story. They're, again, they're in your program. They're going to be on our website, gracestatesboro.com. If you go to messages um, and this week's message, if you ever want these, these five questions ever again, they'll be on our website forever. If you, if you can't find them there, you can always you know, call or text office. We'll make sure you have them. Uh, they're going to be on the screen behind me. But here's the five questions. Who are you? And how long have you been attending, attending Grace? That is, is a, a very simple way of just, it's a conversation starter. It's kind of an icebreaker. It, it helps you get kind of out of, I'm not speaking to I'm speaking mode. I'm talking to someone. There's, there's a topic of conversation now. Kind of helps drive the conversation a little bit. The second question is, how and when were you first introduced to Jesus Christ? This is, this is, the who am I? This is about me. This is kind of the the now we're driving that question that that conversation somewhere specific. We started with hey I'm me I I go to this church, and now let, let's point the conversation towards Jesus. And all you have to do is talk about what happened, what what was going on in your life at the moment where where Jesus became real, where where something where. where Something changed things for you where the idea of Jesus changed. And then the, the next question is fill in the blank made me consider God and my faith in him. This is getting more detailed about, the sec, about that second question. It's driving home, driving to what, all right, what I was introduced to Jesus Christ. This is, this is what made me, made me think about things. And for Dr. Hiller, we, he talked about the book that, that really made him kind of go, wait a second. There, there's more to this. I, I need to think about this a little, a, a little deeper, a little more. I, this needs to be real. It doesn't need to be some abstract thing that I learned in Sunday school when I was five years old. I, this needs to be real. What is that thing? So you, you can talk about that in the third thing. And then number four, we know as followers of Jesus Christ, there, there are things called fruits of the Spirit. There, there are things that when we authentically embrace Jesus Christ, our lives change. It, ha it, it happens. There's something different about who we are. That's what that is. Since I've, I've, I've engaged Jesus Christ, my life has been, I've allowed him to impact my life. This is what's changed. This is what's different. And then that last thing is, I want others to believe in Jesus because, and then fill in the blank. What, what, what is appealing to you that, that somebody else w would, would identify with, somebody else w would buy in because of? Those are the five questions. Here's what we're doing. Again, it's not asking you to go door to door and, and knock and, and cold call people and just start talking about Jesus. What we want you to know is... To, to as as Peter wrote it to always be ready. If you're simply ready, Jesus and God, the the conversations will line themselves up in the right time. We just want you to put a little mental energy into it, write those five questions down and your answers to them. My Bible has a, a, a back couple of pages for notes. 
you can write those things down and keep those things. So, something to help you remember. What, what are these five things? And, and keep them close to your heart so that when the opportunity comes, you'll be prepared. It's not you know, sitting down and going through every page of the Bible and explaining that to somebody. It's literally just talking to somebody about your life and your life with Jesus. And we want, you, want to challenge you to do that. We want, want to challenge you to come up with your own answers to those five questions. Again, if you need the questions, please don't, don't hesitate to reach out. We'd, we'd um, love to help you get those um, if you need them. But the last thing is, is if you don't have answers to that, those questions, chat with us. Use a communication card, fill it out, and let us know. We'd, we'd love to have those kind of conversations with you. All right, let's pray. Our Father, we are grateful for men and women willing to uh, stand before us and, and talk to us about you, talk to us about how you've impacted their lives. Lord, and we pray that you give us the courage to be, this, be like that in our community. Lord, to go back into our circles of influence and to talk about who you are to us, talk about how you've changed our lives, talk about how we're different because of you. Lord, as Dr. Hiller said, our world needs you. And we know that, that one of the ways you impact our world is through us. So, Father, use us. Help us be tools. Help us be lights again in our community. Help this church be a, a, a bright spot in a world that needs you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Hey, Grace Community Church, we, uh, we hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time.